0: Welcome to the Create A Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I'm Letitia Ringe, your coach, and today we're answering the very popular question, does my partner need to meet my needs? Now, this episode's for you, whether you're in a relationship right now or whether you're not, because the answer to this question and the reason for my answer to this question with the several precursors I give to it will support you to be in thriving conscious relationships that allow your needs to be met. Let's talk about it. In short, my answer is yes, your partner does need to meet your needs and yes, you need to meet your partner's needs too. However, there are some disclaimers to this answer and that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. Now, before we dive into those disclaimers, I first want to talk about how not to approach this question. This is the way most of us approach the question, and it's the reason that we end up in a place that we don't want to be in, which usually looks like not having our needs met. And that is created through the following. First of all, we have a need that isn't being met. So we think they don't love me. We assume bad intentions on our partner's behalf, even though they are in a relationship with us, which means they are committed to us in some way and committed to love in some way. Because we're thinking the thought that they don't love me, we then feel resentful or maybe angry or frustrated, disappointed. And so we take actions and behave in ways that we aren't proud of. It might lead you to withdrawing or being passive aggressive or making accusations or being defensive or picking fights or being upset and holding a grudge and not having a conversation with your partner about the need that isn't being met and about how they might actually meet it and why it's important to you. All of these actions lead you to creating a result where you're not being loving to yourself and you're also not being loving to your partner. That is not what we want. We want your needs to be met. So what we're doing is creating a situation where we create a further divide between us and our partner. And that's not what we want in a relationship. We want to approach all situations with the shared intention at the forefront. This person is here because they love me. This person is here because they're in a relationship with me. This person is here is because they're committed to this relationship. When you approach the conversation or even the topic of your need being unmet through that lens, you will move forward in a totally different way. So here's an example of how I would show up in a conscious and intentional way. We still have the need not being met, but instead of assuming bad intentions on your partner's behalf and telling yourself things like they don't love me, you can tell yourself something like they do love me. So let's talk about it so we can understand each other and why this is happening This assumes good intentions. It assumes good intentions on your behalf. It assumes good intentions on your partner's behalf and it assumes good intentions from the relationship itself. We want to have a conversation to understand each other. This is going to create some version of a feeling of love and connection, which will lead you to showing up in ways that you are proud of. You'll have the conversation and it will come from a place of love and connection rather than from a place of defense intensiveness. You will seek to possibly understand the need within yourself first and how you can meet it and how it's not being met and what it would look like to actually meet it. And you will then therefore love yourself in that process and also your partner. So this is the way we want to approach the question itself of does my partner need to meet my needs and also approaching having a conversation with your partner on this very subject. Now, in terms of the precursors or disclaimers to my answer of yes, you do need to meet your partner's needs and they need to meet your needs. Here's what I have to say about that. Number one, you need to meet your needs first. This is so essential. You need to come from a full up place where you're meeting yourself to the level and the capacity you have to meet your own needs first. This is vital because no matter how much your partner tries to meet those needs for you, you will never feel full up unless you're meeting the part of that need that you can meet yourself first. So, for example, you might have a need to be reassured about your partner's commitment to your relationship, or you might have a need for appreciation from your partner, You might have a need for connection from your partner. You might have a need for safety to be cultivated in a particular way from your partner. Before you even have the conversation with your partner about that, before you even judge them about how they're falling short of those needs, you first wanna look at how am I meeting that need? How am I cultivating an environment of connection, of safety, of reassurance, of appreciation? How am I connecting to myself, to my body, my mind, my intuition, my heart? How am I connecting with my partner? How am I connecting with my friends and family? How am I embodying the concept of connection myself? Then you want to actually do the things you come up with. When you do that, you will then enter the conversation about the need that's not being met by your partner from a place where you're full up in terms of how you're meeting that need yourself. And then you're also gonna know with more specificity how your partner can fill that gap, the gap that you can't fill yourself. And it's kind of a little wild and hypocritical to expect your partner to meet a need that you won't meet yourself. Like we wouldn't ask someone to give us something that we're not willing to give ourselves either, right? That would be hypocritical. So you want to make sure you're meeting your needs first so that you're actually in integrity (laughs) But most importantly, so that you're coming from a place of abundance, a place from being full up and you're not putting this weight and this responsibility and this desperation on your partner, which even though that's probably really unattractive and pushes your partner away, it's also outsourcing your own power to someone else. And we don't want that. And it also won't allow you to have the need fully met anyway, because really the reason you're noticing that your partner's not meeting it is probably because you're not meeting it in some way yourself first. Also, we want to be in integrity with the environment we're creating. So we want to be making sure that we're also giving that thing that we're giving to ourselves also to our partners, yeah? So if we want safety, we want to make sure we're cultivating an an environment of safety for our partner too. Number two, you need to be willing to meet your partner's needs as well. (laughs) So what I usually see between couples is that one person in the relationship is more vocal about the fact that their needs are not being met. And then there's another person in the relationship who is not being vocal about the fact that their needs are also not being met. So we have two people both with their needs not being met and the way that they're choosing to react and get them met is a different approach. One is being vocal, one's not. And what's happening here is they're just mirroring each other. Then probably both not meeting their own needs and they're also not assuming good intentions on their partner and then having the conversation with their partner t- so that they can understand what each other actually needs and what that looks like. You need to be willing to meet your partner's needs too to create a- an environment of integrity. So you want to be regularly asking your partner what their needs are and what are specific ways they would like you to meet them. Now, that doesn't mean you have to say yes or do all of the things they say, but it does mean you then get the information so that you know how to basically love your partner well. And when your partner asks the same thing from you, they get that information about how to love you well in a way that you actually receive love well and deeply and and in a way that nourishes you. This is a conversation we want to always be having together. Now, where there are boundaries where it feels like, oh, if I did that, that would be going against a value of mine or uh, an edge that I have. We can talk to our partners about that and let them know it's not because I don't love you, it's just because of this. Makes me feel uncomfortable, or it's something I really don't enjoy doing, it drains me a lot. Like we can have that conversation and understand each other and know that it's not because they don't love me. It's because of this other reason, yeah? And then we get to respect each other's boundaries while also meeting each other's needs, which is the beautiful opportunity of every relationship. You get to experience the love you give as well. So we give ourselves out the needs and the love and the desires that we want for ourself. We then give that same thing to our partner. We then recognize that we also want to meet our partner's needs and love as well. So we have conversations to ask, how can I love you well? And then we give them that love at the same time we receive that love. And then at the same time, all of this is being further multiplied because your partner's doing the same thing. It's a really beautiful ecosystem. Number three is that we have a discussion with our partner about what meeting our needs and loving us well actually looks like. And we have this discussion from a place where we are both filled up. Yeah, it's coming from a place where we're both meeting our own needs first, loving ourselves well first. And then we see what they're happy to agree to. And we see what we're happy to agree to. And we start from there. This is a conscious conversation. The issue is most of us have never made this inquiry of ourselves at all. We don't even know what it looks like to meet our own needs or to love ourselves well. We don't even know what it looks like to embody our answer to that question. We don't even know what our partner's answer to that question is. And then we also don't know what the The specifics are I'm talking when I say that I need reassurance from you about our relationship and your commitment to it. That means telling me once a week, I love you and I'm committed to you. Or I want you to know that when I say I need appreciation from you, that actually means every morning when you see that I've gotten ready for the day, I want you to tell me how beautiful I look. (laughs) or it could mean a way that I receive love is through giving, uh, receiving gifts. And for me, that looks like giving me flowers once a week. (laughs) Like we don't get that specific with ourselves and therefore we can't have conscious conversations with our partners. Most of the time, the things that we're craving, the actual expression and implementation of the need or the loving us well is something that's so small and so easy to do that in fact you would have no problem doing that for your partner and also what you get through doing it for yourself is a more loving, abundant, conscious, fulfilled relationship with yourself. So all of these needs are all of these desires around being loved well, none of them are right or wrong. They're all just opportunities to have better relationships together, to be creative together, to love ourselves and each other in a deeper and better way. And so rather than looking at the need that's not being met as something that's wrong and and looking at it through eyes of fear rather than love and connection, turn that around, tell yourself a better story where you love on yourself, you love on your partner, you love on your relationship, and you see the opportunity in front of you to come up with ways to love yourselves well. Now, when we think about the fact that unconsciously our primal part of our brain is selecting partners that remind us of our parents because it wants the opportunity to heal those dynamics between our parents. The way that your partner probably is wanting you to give them love and to meet their needs is actually probably also healing you in the process of meeting those needs because in some way you're attracted to this particular person because of that dynamic that reminds you of of your parents. And so being loved well by your partner in the specific ways that you tell them and you loving your partner well in the specific ways that they tell you is a chance for healing of those dynamics. It is the healing that you're unconsciously seeking from every relationship that you're in. So, Yes, I do believe that we need to meet our partner's needs. I do believe that our partner needs to meet our needs. And I believe that the way the way we approach an unmet need is all the difference. I also believe that the number one quality that I personally recommend you look for in a potential partner if you're dating right now is their understanding that they will need to do things to meet your needs and that you will need to do things to meet their needs that you might not otherwise have chosen to do. The reason I think that that's the top quality that we're looking for is because it is. it shows their capacity to love well. Loving is doing things for others because it lights them up and doing it from a place where you're filled up and it comes from a place of generosity within yourself. When you do that for others, you love yourself as well. And I'm not talking about coming from a depleted place where your boundaries are crossed. I'm talking about loving yourself so well because you've had that conversation with yourself and you know exactly how to do it and you know it so well that you know exactly how to tell someone else to do it. And you have enough love and respect of yourself and of your partner that you also have the confidence and capacity to have that level of radical honesty and conscious communication with them too. That's love, that's respect, and that is what a thriving relationship requires. So my beautiful friends, to end today's episode, I have some questions that you can ask yourself to implement today's lesson. The first question is, what are my top frustrations in my relationship or a previous relationship? I recommend you look to a previous relationship if you're not in a relationship right now. Write down the top three. doesn't matter what they are. Just write down the first three that come to your mind. What would it look like to meet those yourself? Write down your answers for all three that you wrote down. The third question is, what would it look like for my partner to meet those needs or desires? Now, answer this question from a place where you are full up in terms of how you're meeting that needs yourself first, The fourth question is, what are my partner's top frustrations? You know them. And if you're not in a relationship right now, think about your previous partner. What were their top frustrations? And then what would it look like for me to meet those frustrations? And the stretch opportunity here is to go and actually ask them, especially if you're in the relationship with them right now. And then you can even go a step further and ask yourself, what would I be willing to do? The more communication we have with ourselves, the better communication we can have with our loved ones. The more communication we have with our loved ones that comes from this conscious and loving place, the better relationships we have. The better relationships we have, the more fulfilled we all are. The more fulfilled we all are, the more energy we have to bring to every other area of our life. The more life force we have, the more radiance, the more magnetism, the more that life moves with us. So this is some of the most important work we could be doing. And if you'd love to dive more deeply into creating a thriving conscious romantic relationship, whether you're in a relationship right now or not, I invite you to check out my conscious relationship coaching program. I work one to one with my clients, meeting them wherever you are right now in the conscious relationship cycle, whether it's deciding to leave a relationship, healing a broken heart, completing a relationship, opening a relationship, elevating a relationship, consciously dating dating all six phases of the conscious relationship cycle. I can support you to move through the phase that you're in right now and towards the next phase that you want to be in through my conscious relationship coaching program. All you need to do is head to latisharange.com forward slash coaching, submit your application. And if it looks like we're a fit, I'll invite you to a free one hour coaching call so that I can support you to get clear on exactly what is standing in your way of the love and relationship you desire and what your best next steps are to embody and embrace those desires. At the end of that coaching session, if I know that I can support you, I'll let you know what it looks like to work with me in the conscious relationship coaching program. And then you will have had an experience of actually coaching with me so that you can make an informed decision about whether you want to prioritize the conscious love and the deeper thriving romantic relationship that your heart truly desires. Head to letitiaringecom forward slash coaching And I'll see you on that call or in the next episode. Goodbye, my friends. Thank you for listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and I appreciate you so much. If you would like support one-to-one as you up-level your life, business, or relationships in a conscious, intentional, and love-focused way, then head to letitiaringe.com forward slash coaching. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.